Today on Locked On, Anaheim Ducks. The Ducks suffer their worst loss of the season. Where do they go from here? Find out on today's Locked On, Anaheim Ducks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. TGIF, I guess. Welcome to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, your daily podcast covering the OC's favorite hockey team. Don't forget, you'll get fresh daily content Monday through Friday, except for this coming Monday. As I had previously mentioned, there will be no show this coming Monday. It is President's Day. It's going to be a very tight schedule for myself to record, so there will be no new episode on Monday. Uh, We'll be back with our regular shows on Tuesday, so enjoy the holiday Enjoy the three-day weekend for those of you that are going to school. Enjoy the three-day weekend for those of you that work in any type of government job. You know, Monday is a federal holiday. It is President's Day. So enjoy the weekend. It's supposed to be a nice weekend weather-wise here in Southern California. Have a barbecue. Have some friends over. Just have a good weekend. And enjoy some Ducks hockey because they do have two games, one on Sunday, one on Monday. We'll talk about that briefly. I want to remind you that you can hear this podcast or any of the previous shows on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, or Stitcher. Also, please make sure to follow the Twitter at LO underscore Ducks. Let's talk briefly about last night's game. Do we have to? I mean, it was bad. It was the worst game of the season for the Anaheim Ducks. And to quote the Fox Sports West broadcast, they didn't look like their heads were in the game. And this comes on the heels of a very tragic event that happened Tuesday night where Jay Bomeister collapsed. There will be an update on that on the second part of the show, but let's just quickly go over what happened last night. The Ducks come into the game still with their point streak. Yeah, that quickly went to the wayside. Right away, you could tell that the Flames were coming out firing. they just come off a bad, bad loss to the LA Kings the night before. So they were looking to exact some sort of revenge, I guess. Also, the Flames don't do well at Honda Center. They don't. So how would they respond? Well, they'd respond with peppering the hell out of John Gibson, that's how. Uh, First period had four goals for the Calgary Flames. Elias Lindholm got his 25th of the season. Michael Bockland, Oliver Klingington, and Mark Jankowski. And a couple of those goals, Gibson does want back. He just did not look sharp at all in those 20 minutes. They kept Gibson in after that fourth goal, but there was about 55 seconds left in the period. So there was no use pulling him at that point. Just let him finish the period and then go from there. So it's 4-0 after one period. The Ducks just looked out of their place. They looked out of sync. I mean, they just weren't there. Their heads were not in the game. You know, emotionally, it seemed like they weren't there. Uh, First period, Calgary outshot Anaheim 16-12. Those 16 shots were high-quality shots. Most of Anaheim's shots throughout the evening were from the perimeter or they were easily seen by the Calgary goaltender, Cam Talbot. Second period, Anaheim began to fire some shots. They had some good chances. They outshot Calgary 18-11. Their best chance came towards the end of the second period, where there was a penalty. Uh, Calgary had a penalty on Michael Stone. So Anaheim was on the power play. Uh, By the way, Anaheim is 31st in the league in power play percentage. That's good enough for last in the league. So what would happen on that ensuing power play? Well, just about what you'd expect. The Ducks not only did not score during their power play, 
they completely muffed it up by allowing Michael Buckland to get his second goal of the game, a shorthanded goal to make it 5 nothing. right there. That's where the game essentially ended. When you give up a shorty and you're down 5 nothing towards the end of the second period, you kind of have to reset. And apparently what Dallas Eakins told his team after the second period was, the game is essentially over. Think of this as a new game, a fresh 20 minutes, build off some things from there. Yeah, they kind of did that. They skated better in the third period. They had some better shot opportunities. Although Mark Jankowski, he got his second goal of the game as well in the third period. An unassisted goal with about 13 minutes left in the game. That made it 6 nothing Calgary. That'd be the final score. Calgary won the game 6 nothing. Easily the Ducks' worst loss of the season. They outshot Calgary 44-32, to but they were not high danger chances. They were not high quality shots. Again, most of them came from the perimeter. Some of them that were up close, Cam Talbot did see all the way. And the few high danger chances that Anaheim had, Cam Talbot stood on his head. He was excellent throughout the entire game. I mean, the Ducks could have done a better job just trying to get through from the neutral zone, you know, get some better chances there. They just didn't do that. And the first period just really took the winds out of their sails. Um, Something I do want to mention right now, before the game, there was a wonderful, wonderful tribute to Jay Bomeister before the game where both teams had their entire teams out on the blue lines. And PA announcer Phil Hewlett gave a great update that Jay Bomeister is in good spirits. He is still at UCI Medical Center. Yeah, still here in SoCal. Still undergoing some tests out at UC Irvine. I'll talk more about that after the first intermission. But something else to keep in mind. The Ducks still have points in five of their last six. But with that kind of loss, this begins to have Ducks fans wondering, where do they go from here? Well, they do have two road games coming up. The Ducks are in that weird no-man's land where they're too far out to really have any solid chance at a playoff spot, but they're too far ahead of the bottom feeders to want to, I guess, lose out the rest of their games. I think at this point, the Ducks are not going to get one of the two worst records in the National Hockey League. So you just kind of have to play things out and see where things go, at least for the next few games. And as far as the trade deadline, yeah, the Ducks are absolutely sellers. And we'll talk about that briefly on the second part of the show. Before we get into the second part of the show, I want to tell you how you can make advertising work for you through Locked On Anaheim Ducks. If you've been a listener of this podcast, I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans. But you may not know that Locked On Anaheim Ducks is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Ducks fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners, not just any podcast listener, a Locked On podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with passionate Ducks fans and a predominantly male audience that is well-educated with disposable income, then let's put your company right here on this Locked On podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses. Text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcasts.com forward slash advertising and let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve Locked On advertising success. 
Once again, text the word advertising to 33777 or visit lockedonpodcast.com forward slash advertising. We look forward to hearing from you. After the intermission, an update on Jay Bowmeister and where do the ducks go from here? Stay locked in. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Some news about Jay Bowmeister. There was an update this morning, and this was early around 8 a.m. Jay Bowmeister is still here in Southern California. He's still currently at the UC Irvine Medical Center. And here's a update from the St. Louis Blues president of hockey operations and GM, Doug Armstrong. And here's what the quote had to say. Quote, Doug Armstrong announced this morning that defenseman Jay Bowmeister has undergone a successful implantable cardioverter defibrillator, or ICD, procedure at UC Irvine Medical Center in Anaheim. The procedure, which restores the heart's normal rhythm, was performed by the cardiology team of the UCI cardiology department, headed by chief cardiologist Dr. Pranav M. Patel. Currently, Bowmeister is under the care of Dr. Patel, as well as an expert team of UCI electrophysiologists, including Dr. Michael Rockon-Duck and Dr. David Donaldson. Upon approval of release by the UCI cardiology department, Bowmeister will be flown back to St. Louis and monitored by Barnes-Jewish Hospital and Washington University physicians. The Blues will provide an update on Bowmeister's status early next week. End quote. I mean, a couple of things to take away from this. You know, he has an ICD implanted into his heart, which is sort of, it's not exactly a pacemaker, but, you know, it's sort of like that. It looks like he might be retiring. I mean, there's very little chance that team doctors will let him play with an ICD in his chest. It's slim, chances are slim to none. And it's an if, if. Jay Bowmeister has played his last game. He had a fantastic career. And it is great to hear that he's in good spirits and he's, you know, active, he's alive, he's ready to go home to be with his family. So that's at least good news that, you know, he's got that normal heart rhythm back. So I'm still not going to speculate exactly what happened at the Honda Center Tuesday night, but. Part of that quote where it says that the procedure restored the heart's normal rhythm, it's possible that there could have been some kind of arrhythmia. There could have been something irregular going on. We've seen that situation before. Rich Peverly, he was diagnosed with some kind of irregularity. It sort of sounds like this is something similar to that. But again, I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to speculate on exactly what happened. I'm just reading what the news release said and this was earlier this morning at uci medical center so it is good news that bowmeister is still here at uci undergoing tests and it does sound promising that he will go back to st louis at some point over the weekend Uh, he will reportedly be here for the rest of the day and he will eventually be released at some point over the weekend you know he just wants to be with his family and be with the team You know, I know some fans have pointed this out already. 
that he's under the care of someone named Dr. Duck. Yes, Dr. Duck is helping with Jay Bomeister, and he's one of the electrophysiologists. You know, that's just something. Maybe the stars are aligned. You know, I mean, everything had to go right in order to save his life. And the fact that these group of experts are doing everything they can, that's just wonderful news and something that, again, should not go unnoticed. So a fantastic job by the chief cardiologist, Dr. Patel, and the team at UCI. They're doing as good a job as they can to still find out exactly what happened. But unfortunately, it does look like Jay Bowmeister may be retiring. And I know St. Louis Blues fans don't want to hear that. He's been an integral part of the Blues squad. He was part of last year's championship team. And I will just say, let's hope for the best for Jay Bowmeister. Hope he lives a full and healthy life. And we'll just keep sending our thoughts and prayers to Bowmeister and the Bowmeister family. As far as how this relates back to the Ducks, yeah, they were not there emotionally last night. I know that seeing something like that can be traumatizing, not just for the fans, but for the players themselves. I mean, there were grief counselors at Honda Center after the incident, and who can blame them? I mean, if you see one of your fellow comrades pretty much essentially unconscious on the bench, that's going to shake you to your core no matter what. You know, whether you're a player, an announcer, a fan, you know, whatever capacity you're at. If you were at that game Tuesday night, it did shake you. It absolutely did. Because you saw someone literally doing chest compressions on Jay Bowmeister right in almost plain sight. That is scary. So for the Blues to come back, I mean, the Blues came back on Thursday night. They also lost to Vegas. The Ducks came back, and they laid an egg against Calgary. But you could tell. You could absolutely tell that their heads were not there. It seemed fairly clear, unfortunately. So the Ducks just have to kind of reset their minds, take the day off, spend the day with their family before they fly off to Vancouver and Calgary for Sunday and Monday afternoons games. You know, they do need a day to clear to clear their heads, essentially. And knowing that Bo Meester is going to be okay, I think that will help them mentally get into this weekend's games. And like I said, you just have to try to play the game as best you can. You know, the trade deadline is coming up. The Ducks are going to be sellers. You just got to play these next few games out as far as where the Ducks go from here. Um, if you look at TSN Hockey's trade bait list, there's a lot of trade bait that the Ducks have. In fact, they have three of the top 40 players as far as trade baits goes. And I know Ducks fans do not want to hear this, but one of those names that is beginning to get mentioned a lot is the Elite 1C himself. Best player in the hockey world, Derek Grant. He's right now uh, almost top of the list as far as trade bait goes from the Anaheim Ducks. He's having a career high year. He's got 13 goals this season. That's a career high. He's only making 700000 this season. He is an unrestricted free agent. So if the Ducks decide to trade him, they could get some pretty decent value as far as a trade from Derek Grant. Plus, it would give him an opportunity to play for a contender and you know he's the kind of player that would do well for a contending team. He's only 29. 
he's probably in the prime of his career right now. So I don't see why the Ducks wouldn't have some kind of trade. He would essentially be a two-month rental, and there's no reason why they wouldn't be able to re-sign him the following year. So give Derek Grant the chance to compete, possibly. This is their best chance to get some really good value back from Derek Grant. So that is one option. Uh, Someone else that might be on the trading block, uh, Andre Kasha. Now, Kasha has not played the past couple of games. He was out on Tuesday with flu-like symptoms. He was out last night still with the flu, still with an illness. Maybe that's why the Ducks lost. You know, losing a heart and soul player of your team like that for at least one game. That's not good. Uh, Kasha has 30 points in the season. He's making two and a half million this season. He's got one year left on his contract. You could also get some very good value back from Andre Kasha. Um, some people were saying Jakob Silverberg could be a trade asset. Another trade asset is Josh Manson. He's making $4.1 million. He's got control for two more seasons. Josh Manson has been a very, very reliable defenseman. He's been very good on that end, helping to have the Ducks have one of the lowest goals against average. You know, and they've done very well in that regard. So those are three players that the Ducks could be selling off. I'm not saying it's absolutely going to happen, but those are just three players that are talked about a little bit as far as trade bait goes, and this is coming from TSN. Uh, After the second intermission, we'll have some news and notes around the league. Stay locked in. Welcome back to Locked on Anaheim Ducks. A couple of notes around the league. First from last night, Alexander Ovechkin still chasing 700 career goals. He didn't get there last night. In fact, Washington did beat Colorado 3-2. Ovechkin did have seven shots on goal, trying to get to goals number 699 and 700. He is currently sitting at 698 career goals. Uh, He will look to get that mark tomorrow night at Arizona. So be sure to watch out for that. Once again, Ovechkin still at 698 career goals in the National Hockey League. But the big news this morning, early this morning, was that Boos Boudreau was fired from his head coaching duties at Minnesota. Uh, The former Minnesota Wilds head coach was in the final year of his four-year contract and assistant coach Dean Evason is going to take over as the team head coach. He was the assistant coach, and he's now been promoted to head coach. Uh, Here's what first-year GM Bill Guerin had to say. Quote, The most important thing is the players are going into the stretch run on a high, and I felt like they just needed a different voice right now. I expect this team to compete for a playoff spot. I think maybe some adjustments or a different voice that Dean will bring will help the guys. End quote. Yeah, last night, Minnesota blew a 3-1 lead late in the third period. They ended up losing 4-3 to the New York Rangers in a shootout. Uh, Minnesota right now has 61 points. They are on the outside looking in, but barely. They're trying to push for a playoff spot. Not to say that Boudreaux hasn't done a fine job in Minnesota. He's done a pretty good job there. But that loss is the kind of loss that will break the camel's back. They're on the outside looking in. And, you know, maybe it was the right move to fire 
Bruce Boudreaux at this point of the season, right before the trade deadline, which is weird to say. But, you know, those are things that have to happen if your team wants to make a playoff push. So once again, that's the big news is Bruce Boudreaux is out as the Minnesota Wilds head coach. Hmm. Maybe there are other teams that will need a head coach pretty soon. Just think about that. And I'm going to end on a lighter note today. Uh, Some news out of Disney. This is Southern California, and this is locked on Anaheim Ducks. So, some pretty good news. Emilio Estevez is back. He's going to reprise his role as Coach Gordon Bombay. That's right. Coach Bombay is back on the Mighty Ducks reboot, which will be on Disney Plus later this year. That's fantastic news for fans of not just the Ducks team, but the Ducks movie franchise. I think it's going to be great for fans. I I love it personally. And one of my followers whose name is Coach Bombay, I bet you're really excited, aren't you? Yeah, I would be too. So Coach Bombay or Coach Gordon Bombay is back as the head coach for the Mighty Ducks reboot. And the Ducks coach or at the Ducks coach, Coach Bombay, you've got to be more than thrilled. And I think that's a good place to wrap up the week of podcasts. Don't forget, there will be no show on Monday. Once again, Monday is a holiday, so enjoy your three-day weekend. And you can hear this podcast or any of the previous episodes on the Locked On Podcast Network via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher. Also, make sure to follow along Twitter at LO underscore Ducks. You can follow me personally at StimpyJD. And don't forget to like, comment, subscribe if you haven't already. Be sure to do that. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great three-day weekend. I'll see you at the rink and stay cool, Anaheim. Anaheim.